rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's happening, everyone? Besides the end of the world. Is it the end of the world? The world will go on. That's the bittersweet aspect of it all. The world will go on. We might not go on. Human beings may not go on with it. That That's really the truth. The, the world will keep on going, with or without us. Do we want to be a part of it? That's our choice. And every day I wake up and I think, how much longer are we going to take it? I used to ask that question when Bush was squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. I said, how much longer are we going to take it? Okay, Poppy is texting me while I'm on the air. She's going to, Poppy Champlin is going to call in in a little bit, so, uh, after the break. So Anyway, my name is Tara Devlin. For those of you who aren't regular viewers or listeners of this show, we meet here every Saturday evening at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices. And anytime on the Progressive Voices app and SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, please become a patron. I have to do the pitch now. If you are a patron already, thank you so much. You're, you're, you are the ones keeping the show going. And hopefully there'll be more of you so we can do a daily show. That's, that's the idea. And also keep RDT Daily, the website, going. Because we have a website addendum to the show and... It, we have we we have writers that write original liberal content, and we need to keep it going, because what else are we going to have? MSNBC and Fox News, and that's it. That's the idea of the corporate media. That's what Ajit Pai would like, the FCC commissioner. They want to get rid of the independent voices, but without... The shows like my show, like Mike Malloy, like Bob Kincaid, honestly, I truly believe that this thing, this grand experiment in liberal democracy is done. It will be done. And everybody will be kind of, it will just be controlled by our corporate overlords as they'll finally, finally put the last nail in the coffin. They know what they're doing. They're not stupid. They're just crafty, and they don't they have absolutely no loyalty to the, to this country, but believe me, they'll be waving the flag all the while while they do it, while they entrench power and wealth and concentrate it in the hands of a few and turn this country into the very system the founders fought a revolution to escape. That's the end plan. It's always been the end game of what we're doing of of this of this thing. That's why Ben Franklin said, a republic if you can keep it. Because the republics throughout history haven't had a great track record because of human beings. The greedy bastards who constantly rise up and end up destroying the very thing that they all often, all too often profess to love and claim as the champions of sort of like Republicans saying that they'll they're saving social security or they're saving 
pre-existing conditions protections. Like, that's all that matters. Pre-existing conditions protection. That's another story. I hate Republicans. If you're new to the show, let's just establish that right now. I know I should have more love in my heart. I don't know. Is it love? Do I have love? This is what I always hear from the right wing. You're so tolerant. Oh, the liberals are so tolerant whenever we call them out for the fascists that they are. Oh, look at the tolerant liberal. Like, we're supposed to tolerate their ignorance, their stupidity, their complicity in the death of this democracy. We're supposed to tolerate that. The both sides. Oh, yeah, both sides are equally to blame. No, they're not. But there's, they're, I mean, I, I'm not a big DLC Democrat, as people know. I think the Democrats, the establishment Democratic Party is part of the problem. But hopefully we're evolving past them. And we are. As you see the younger representatives getting into government nowadays, the young people are, are not the old DLC, same old, same old crowd. I was just looking at Something was really pissing me off, like everything else that pisses me off. But Diane Feinstein was saying that I just came across this article of Diane Feinstein saying that she doesn't really know if she wants to lose Susan Collins in the Senate. Really? Susan Collins, the one who gave us Brett Kavanaugh, Susan Collins, the fake ass feminist. All of these these Democrats, I don't know where the hell they're living. Now, remember, Dianne Feinstein has been in the, I don't know if it's Feinstein or Feinstein, whatever, however she pronounces it, but they've been in the Senate. How long has Dianne Feinstein been in the Senate? Forever. And they're a product of the corrupt money system. The pool that she's doing the backstroke in is corroded by money. And she's she's not a and uh you know she's not struggling to make ends meet. She's kind of out of touch, I would say, at this point. She's actually she's also eighty nine years old, and nothing against somebody who has the good fortune to live to be eighty nine years old and spend their life in service, I suppose. And, and if we interviewed her, she'd say, "I'm a public servant," but she's also presided over. The 30 years that turned America into the least upwardly mobile of all OECD nations with the widest income gap. That's not a success story. Just because you're not as evil as Republicans and you, you're willing to throw some band-aids at the bleeding arteries. You won't let the American people completely starve in the street. But you're fine with the concentrated wealth. That's fine, right? Instead of using your position to educate people like Bernie does, like the squad do, do, does, does, is that do or does? Like AOC, like those young millennials, the, are they millennials? Whatever. I know AOC is coming up in the Congress that are using their power for good, understanding the corrupt system that created exactly what we, what we're dealing with. It created Twitler. If this was a functioning system, we would not have a fascist con man who received fewer votes squatting in the White House. Not only is he a fascist, he's a traitor. He's a goddamn traitor to this country. And we know he is. And we knew he would be. He has never had loyalty to this country. He wears his made-in-China American flag lapel pin like a hooker wears high heels and puts on her, her lipstick. 
that to attract the assholes, the dupes, the ones who think they're patriotic, but they wouldn't know what patriotic what it, what it means to be patriotic, as they're waving their made in China flags at their Trump and Z Nuremberg rallies, chanting, "Send her back, send her back." What the hell do they, they they know nothing about what it means to be an American? All they know is they their greatest accomplishment was being born white. And if they're not white, I know that Republicans are there now. They're trotting out a lot of the people of color to be their human shields. And it's really kind of, it's so pathetic how, how stupid the Republican Party knows their followers are. They, 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 they assume we all are, though. That's the thing. They, I kind of, I, I, it never ceases to amaze me that the, how much Republicans assume that we're all as stupid as the dupes who voted for them, who continue to vote for them. But they, they kind of forget that. I guess they're in their own bubble and they're dealing with not the brightest, uh, the, the sharpest tools in the shed who continue to vote against their own demise as long as they, the Republicans make it so people with the same peepees can't form a legal contract or something like that. They'll, they'll sell out their own mothers. They'll hand their Medicaid over. They, they'll, cut, they'll, be, they'll be happy to cut their insulin in half. They don't know who the hell is on their side. But I guess it's kind of confusing sometimes, I have to tell you. It, when the Democrats, honestly, are... So, you know what are they doing? They're they're in the 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 filthy pool corroded by money, and it really gets on my nerves listening and watching Democrats bend over backwards to try to pretend that we're dealing with with a legitimate political party in the modern day Republican Party. That's part of the problem. That Republicans, I mean, that Democrats are what the fuck? Who's texting me? Um, okay. Sorry. I don't know why. You know what it is? The, the texts are coming up. I got to disable it. It's coming up on my screen here. It should just, I should just disable it here. It's getting very distracting. But Republicans think that, I don't know, what was I going to say? That we're all as dumb as uh, the idiots who vote for them and they count on it. But the, I understand. Yes. But this is what I, what I was going to say. That the I guess it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. There's so much, there's so much misinformation. It's not just misinformation. There's so much falsehood. Misinformation is something like, oh, uh, take the A train, and you, oops, oh, I made a mistake. That was some mis- misinformation. They should have took the 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 F. That's misinformation. We're talking about outright lies, and it's interesting watching the Republican Party, completely lie to protect the treason of their standard bearer. Now, we play this game all the time. What if Obama did it? What if Obama was speaking to a foreign president and said, I have this military aid package here, but, you know, I want you to do me a favor. Um, You know, there's a lot of corruption going on with my my political rival, so, so-called so corruption. Let's dig up some dirt on this political rival, and I'll give you the military aid package to save your fledgling democracy from my buddy who is uh, who's actively trying to destroy it. 
It's unbelievable. And uh, that I wonder what Republicans would do. Would they be, oh, it's not a crime. And then after the fact, to take that phone call and, and, and put it in a secret server. How much did we have to hear about Hillary's server, her secret server, her insecure server that was secret? Um, that's why Republicans are the problem. Be- and also the DLC Democrats. I don't want to hear these effing Repo- these Democrats talking about reaching across the aisle to them. How much do these Republicans have to show the, the Democrats, the DLCers, who they are before they start to believe them? Even them scrambling to protect Twitler th- is, sh- should be proof enough that, no, 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 they are, they're too far gone. We can't reason with these people. We have to evolve past them. We have to save this country anyway and start and drag them kicking and screaming. Regardless, whatever it takes. You don't just sit there. And I saw Nancy Pelosi talking to whoever, uh, Joe and Mika, saying, I'm really prayerful. I'm praying for the president. I'm praying that he, he, he wakes up and understands the, the power of his office. And you're pray- I'm very prayerful about this. Are you serious? Are you, what do you pray? You're gonna, he's going to wake up now? 70-something years old being, uh, as a con man? Something that really irritated me, and I'll play this. I know I'm going off on Democrats. I don't care because this is not a drill. I don't want to have another repeat of 2016 because we choose, or not we, that, that the DLCs inflict Joe Biden on us when he's not going. I mean, all right. Of course, we'll all vote for him if Joe Biden is the nominee. But I guarantee you, if he is the nominee, it's going to be another squeaker, and he may not squeak it out. Something, Joe Biden needs to go home and just rest a little bit. And relax. Look back on your, have, have, a, have some retirement. The one-third of the American people can't retire, for Christ's sakes. Do it for us. Retire. For Christ's sakes. Here's, here's Biden. This was like last week. Uh, they asked, uh, a reporter asked him to make his case why you want to vote for me. Well, in Iowa, the unemployment rate is 2.5%. People say they are employed in Iowa and their small businesses are growing. Iowa they were, picked they Trump by... Before he, they were employed before he got elected. The president won by 10 percentage points in well, Iowa. I'm not suggesting he didn't win by 10 percentage points. What I'm suggesting is he's not the reason for the unemployment rate being down. But why should people want to make fine, a change, though? Fine. Well, that's, that's up to them fine. to decide. Why should they? That's for them to decide. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. What? Let's hear that again. We'll make your case. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Well, isn't that, doesn't that inspire you to get out and vote, to go knock on doors, to say, to go to a rally? So it's it's unbelievable to me that that's the republic. I mean, that's the the person that you know. It's not us. I I honestly I haven't met a single person who of an average human being out in my daily life who is all for Biden, who's passionate, who wants to, who really can't wait 
to vote for for what? What are they voting for? Making uh, making America like 2015 again? But yes, oh, yes, of course we keep hearing, oh, you he's going to win. He's the only one who can win against Twitter because he is going to attract disaffected Republicans. That's all you got? No. First of all, they, the disaffected Republicans won't vote. They'll stay home. There's something in my, on my glasses. It's in my face. I can't see without my glasses. So there's like a something is on my glasses. It's stuck. What the hell? It's really annoying. Oh, I think I found it. Ugh. So, yeah, aren't you excited to vote for that? I'm not going to make my case. It's my turn, right? It's another one of these cases of it's uh, it's your turn, Joe. Forget that. And another thing that irritated me. <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. This is funny, right? This is, it's therapy. It's therapeutic. When I thought about it later on, I was thinking about Democrats bending over backwards to praise Republicans. What is this epidemic? Are they are, are they honestly trying to tell us that the Republican Party is redeemable? They're you know you know what they're trying to tell us that there's that it's a legitimate it's a legitimate party. So when I thought about this from the debate, it got such applause. This is Kamala Harris from the debate. So let's talk about the fact that Donald Trump came into office and spent almost the entire first year of his term trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. We all fought against it. And then the late, great John McCain, at that moment, at about 2 o'clock in the morning, killed his attempt to take health care from millions of people in this country. Okay, that's great. I was relieved when I saw that. I was up at, in, in the middle of the night watching that vote. And when John McCain did that, I was quite relieved. But to, to get up there and say the late, great John McCain, would you ever in a million years imagine a Republican getting up in front of their constituents or their audience and saying the late the late the late great um, Ted Kennedy. Remember how? Oh, thank you to Ted Kennedy because without Ted Kennedy, we wouldn't have Cobra, where you can buy into your insurance after if you lose your job. Which many, uh, most, a lot of Americans appreciate, even though Cobra is like ridiculous. Many many people can't afford it. Because you're paying thousands of dollars for it, but whatever. But I would never imagine in a million years that that Demo that Republicans would do that. And we have a Democratic Party. No wonder average Americans vote for these Republicans. Not only are they confused, a lot of it is if we want to go psychological, and we we do go psychological because it, it, that's what it goes down to. You're it, it. Everybody, we're all psychological creatures. We, but the Republicans scratch the surface. I know I don't have a degree in psychology, but I've been to a. I've had a lot of therapy, so I can. I'm pretty good at it. But scratch the surface of any Republican, and you'll see 
you'll find a racist and a, a maybe an undercover racist. They don't even realize it in denial. They might be in denial themselves. It's just give me 10 minutes with that person and I will uncover it if they will, if they answer truthfully, but they'll all say I'm not a racist, but I believe that whatever it might be, some canard that they've been fed throughout the years about how, you know, welfare queens lounging around in the social safety net hammock that doesn't exist and other shit that doesn't exist, all invented by the conservatives in this in this country to keep Americans divided. And they they know where to get their dupes. They tickle their racist funny bones. And they're, uh, these right-wingers, these average Joe right-wingers, are eager to fall for it. I was thinking today about the about Nazi Germany, as I do sometimes. I was just thinking about the rise of Nazi Germany and how the and I imagined the average good German at home in the early the twenties, the late twenties, early thirties, putting on their brown shirt, putting on their their hat, you know, looking themselves in the mirror, thinking they're doing making Germany great again. And I realized it's this is what we're up against here. It's not that I realized it then, but I imagine that it's this that that's how history will look back on the the MAGA morons. They're, it's, they're not going to be they're not going to be recalled in a positive light as much as they think they're making this country great. They are dragging this country into the sewer, down the toilet permanently. What makes this country great, or what would make this country great, is getting rid of these goddamn Republicans so we can have a functioning democracy. Like, you know, getting rid of them at the ballot box. And we can have a functioning democracy that is forward-thinking. Another thing that... I saw this week, it was on Morning Joe, because the, the, we had the UN was here this week, and which pisses me off. Uh, it pisses me off because, it's not that the UN pisses me off, they, the fact that we all have to adjust ourselves, that we can't go, all these streets are closed, blockades, cops everywhere, uh, you, you can't walk down this street, there's uh, cinder blocks and trucks blocking everywhere. You're trying to get through. You're just trying to live your goddamn life. But because you can't get through because there's a con man who received fewer votes. This, this asshole needs his life is so precious. He must be protected from all harm. And we got to all get out of the way because here comes the con man. That's how sick we are. And it's really kind of disgusting, and it it's also the how it fits into exactly what we're talking about the the denial of the Democratic Party. We're in this is like a psychosis. If we were an honest, if we had, if we wanted to honestly look at ourselves, would we would we do this? I, I mean, you walk by Trump asshole, you know, I don't even want to say Trump tw Twitler Tower in New York, and it's it's like a fortress. There's cops outside all the time. It doesn't matter. Not just the when the UN is in town or when the all the delegates are in town. Every day of the week, it's it's cordoned off. 
there's cops out there in riot gear and M16s to protect the con men. It's that's how that's how sick we are. So in 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 adding on to the sickness, we have a in denial DLC Democratic Party that refuses to tell the truth about what we're dealing with. And I don't know if they ref- if they think that we're stupid or or maybe they're stupid. I don't know. They they must know what we're dealing with. But why I don't know why they have to go through this pantomime of pretending that they're in a contest with a legitimate political party that just has different ideas. They, they haven't they been paying attention at all? The only candidates that have been paying attention as far as I see it are Bernie and Elizabeth. So they're the only ones talking about the actual corruption going on. So what was I going to play here? Where is it? Oh, so the UN was in town. So the president of Pakistan was on Morning Joe, and he made, he made a very astute point. What advice have you given uh, President Trump about Afghanistan, a war that many Americans have grown, grown tired of 18 years later? You know, I mean, I kept opposing. I kept saying there is no military solution only because you only have to know the history of Afghanistan. I mean, the British as a superpower went and three times failed. Soviets killed one million Afghans in, in, in the 80s, failed. And how, you knew that this was going to be a, a, a war that is just would not have achieved any results. Someone should ask, I mean, if I was an American, I would ask that we, $1.5 trillion at least have been spent in Afghanistan. What have we achieved in this? Um, and then I hear some people saying that, you know, actually, no, we should sort of keep the military or keep this going. And this will go on for another 19 years. The taxpayer in U- U.S. is going to keep pouring in money in there. While the U.S. was pouring money in Afghanistan in this futile war, the Chinese were developing first world infrastructure. And you just have to go to China to see <laughs> the way their, their infrastructure is. Uh-huh. And I'm in New York. Isn't that and, funny? And I'm Joe? watching the, uh, you know, the car bumping around here. <laughs> oh, okay. what that a laugh was wasted. You know, you actually, you do, not sound, was wasted. you do not sound right now like a prime minister from Pakistan. You sound like a voter from the Bronx who yes. would <laughs> complain about the infrastructure. <laughs> Complaining about the infrastructure while the Chinese are riding around on bullet trains. We're riding around in rickety old 40-year-old trains packed in like sardines, like we're going to, to a goddamn factory farm. And it's, uh, it's a big joke to the corporate media elite who don't have to deal with it. They don't have to go on the subway here in New York. It's a, it's a freaking international embarrassment. M- millions of people come to the city to visit because it's a dream. They want to see... They want to see New York. They want to stand in the Great White Way and see. They want to go to the Statue of Liberty. They want to see the famous sights of New York City. They've seen them in pictures and books all these years. They want to see them for themselves. And they get here and they're riding around in the in the this horrible subway system that is a joke. It's an international disgrace. It it always embarrasses me. I when I see foreigners on the train, because it's I know that they must be thinking, what the hell, man? 
it is a symbol of our decline in this country because the reason we cannot have a functioning infrastructure is the same reason we can't have universal health care, universal higher education. It's because of money and politics and the rich owning everything and everybody else in their place with morning Joe assholes laughing when the president of Pakistan says something true. It's exact. He's saying, I've been all over the world. I've seen the infrastructure in China and I've seen it here. I've ridden the subways in New York. And instead of pouring trillions and trillions of dollars into endless war of corporate aggression, you could have been developing your infrastructure and it's a it's an embarrassment and they just laugh about it because what are they they're not taking the subway they're not on the bus they are riding in private cars to their corporate you know to the to the ivory tower whether it be here or in the hamptons they're not concerned about the crumbling infrastructure that's the problem it's the the corporate elite the the media elite the elite in general, they're not giving a shit about what we have to do, the, we the people. What, uh, they, they're, they're, they're living in a different world. So that's why we need a candidate in this election. It's partly why that, that understands what the problem truly is. So we can get the goddamn country back on track. Not it was it back. I mean, I'm just saying, was it ever on track fully? Some more better, better. Some more uh, different times. Some more than before, or uh, we've never truly actualized our potential. That's for sure. But we can't when we have the the elite that sit in the ivory tower. When somebody says your infrastructure is crumbling because you've spent all this money in endless war, with, where they're not fighting in this war, Joe Scarborough's sons aren't putting their balls on the line. Not at all. They're laughing all the way to the bank and making a joke. Oh, you sound like a politician from the Bronx. No, honey. He sounds like somebody that has a fucking point, for Christ's sakes. And it's not that we can't do it. It's that we won't do it. We have the will. If we had the will, we could do anything. If we weren't so repressed by money, by the power of concentrated wealth, FDR recognized it, Teddy Roosevelt recognized different politicians throughout this country's history recognized the power of concentrated wealth was was just as dangerous as organized mob as as uh, as FDR said the power of organized money is just as dangerous as organized mob and you know that's not a fucking joke Joe Scarborough, I know you don't have to deal with it. What are you doing? If they're on the subway, it's because they're on a fucking photo shoot or something, right? They want to look like they're down to earth, for Christ's sakes. But it's uh, that really pissed me off to to listen to that the 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 chuckling up there in the ivory tower. Uh, and I I you know you guys I don't know who if you're you're from all over the country, of course, all over the world too. So. But I live here in New York. I can tell you it's a disgrace. It is an embarrassment. And nobody cares. And it's not because we're not capable of having a, a functioning infrastructure. And it's not just the, the subways. It's the roads in New York. They're, they're, it's a shambles here. 
they are it's a just it's really embarrassing frankly it constant there's potholes i mean i don't sound like you know we're not this isn't a local show but the, it's that's indicative of the larger picture it's about priorities where are we putting our money where is it uh is it to make the 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 country function for all no it's we're not putting our money anywhere we're funneling it 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 into the arms of the elite and they're doing nothing to it but buying politicians or nothing with it but buying politicians and corrupting government so to make sure it remains that way and there aren't many candidates who recognize that when they're out there praising uh, Susan Collins and John McCain, who, what did John McCain do? I'm very grateful that he put his thumbs down for the, for killing Obamacare. Thank, that's good. But Obamacare is not universal health care. But we're supposed to be like, oh, that's good enough. Give me, um, just throw me a bone now and then. No, it doesn't have to be any meat on it. I can't sustain my life on it. Throw, throw a bone. Not that we can have functioning a functioning uh, system that works for all. That's how much we're conditioned to accept scraps and turn it into a friggin' banquet. We're supposed to be like, oh, thank you, John McCain. Thank you. Not only did John McCain, okay, so he did that, but he also voted for Twitler's tax breaks for the 1% that funneled more money into the arms of the rich and ballooned the deficit to trillions of dollars that the Republicans all of the sudden don't care that much about whenever a Republican has his bony, greedy con man fingers around the neck of power. So give me a break. Yeah, exactly. And on the on the chat, Jim Adelberg is is uh, sharing. Exactly. M- McCain gave us Palin, Sarah Palin. If it wasn't for him, this political operative, the late, great John McCain, if he really cared about this country, why did he elevate Sarah Palin to the national stage when he knew she was unqualified, when they all knew it, when they got to know her? Oh, she fit. Uh, she ticked a few boxes. She evangelical, a female. That's about it, right? She's pretty. That was the other thing. But that she, they took them. It took them a, a day or two to realize that she knew nothing. That she was unqualified. That she had no business being anywhere near and uh, the executive office in her state of Alaska, much less the United States, the entire sta- United States. I'm just looking down. I thought I, I thought I hit Francis. He wasn't there. I, I felt something. I thought Francis was down there, and I smacked him. But it was. I don't know what I hit. Maybe it was there. And he ran when I. Anyway, you know I love you, Francis. It was a mistake. I'm my, I'm very flaily. My arms are flailing around. <laughs> yes, Stephanie. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Exactly. He'll be back. Francis will be back. He loves me, and I love him. What can you do? It is what it is. I love him. He's had enough pain in his life, though, as we all have. All right. What's going on with the computer here? Yeah, so let's see. Here's what here's an article from <clears throat> excuse me, from 2014. Let me see. Oh no, yes, yes, yes. What we could have had 
if America had never invaded Iraq. And I'm sure you've seen these before. A 50%, let me see, a 51, it says one, number one, a 50% cut in the corporate income tax rate. At 35%, the federal government's corporate income tax rate is the highest in the world. Oh, whatever. I don't want to hear that. This is from Forbes. Oh, give me, uh, I, I think I opened up the wrong. Oh, yeah, I definitely opened up the wrong. I saw what we could have had without uh, uh, our war in Iraq. And it's all this, it's like a right-wing wish list. Oh, God. A 50% ta- cut in the corporate tax and in- income tax rate. See, that's that's another lie. It, you never, it never stops with these Republicans. They at thirty five percent, the federal government's corporate income tax rate is the highest in the world, making it a significant drag on economic growth. That is bullshit because the they ne- they don't pay the thirty five percent income tax. In fact, the corporations in in many cases end up paying at zero, absolutely nothing in corporate taxes and federal taxes. So this whole we got to we got to get this corporate income tax rate down is another lie. Oh, it's such a drag on the economy. Uh, you know, a drag on the economy when these corporations have been doing nothing but sitting on record profits for years. And then they get another corporate giveaway from Trump's tax giveaway to the to the 1%. And what do they do? They lay people off. They send their jobs overseas. What about with GM? That they got a massive corporate tax cut, and the the workers at GM did they they put in their part. They could they sacrificed, and they the those in the ivory tower never seem to give back. They don't ever have gratitude. It's as if we're nothing but peons. Right? Do you see a pattern here? I know I've seen a pattern because I read a goddamn history book. It's called the history of Western civilization. And it's the same. It's the same story. The rich want everything. It's never enough. And until we fight back, it's enough is enough. Then, then, then it comes with a blood and tears and sweat. They, nobody trickled the, a, a weekend on us. They didn't. They didn't feel generous and decide to give us an eight-hour workday. The people died for that, and I'm sick of uh, Republicans. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm just letting letting that out as an aside. I'm just sick of them. But I'm sick of people. I'm also sick of Americans who don't know their history, who think that oh, more money. To the to the one percent, that's that'll do it. Ugh, why did I open this article? Anyway, yes, we could imagine. What could we? I wanted to just. I thought there was this article on what we could have had instead of Iraq War. I know that because I remember seeing this article. And I had no, I didn't really think I was going to talk about this. So that's why it's not ready. Anyway, whatever. We'll we'll move on to other stories. Yes. Afghanistan. That's right, Chuck. 
where empires go to die. Every haven't we learned our lesson? No, I guess not. We're stupid. Nobody, we don't learn our lessons because people don't read history. They don't learn the lessons of history, and we have it's ignorance somehow is on equal footing with with knowledge nowadays with reality. Look at look at look at who is squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. That that's the other that's what I was saying. It's it's a mass psychosis for all of us to go along with it. And I hope this is the other why why when uh a, when Sarah Huckabee Sanders goes out to dinner, I hope she gets a big F U in her face. Oh, we shouldn't be mean to the fascists, this is this is what we'll hear. No, public shaming has a place. That's why we feel shame as human beings. Why should she walk around un- unscathed by her by her I- idiocy and and Sean Spicer too? All of them, all of them, the liars who sat up there, who got up there in front of the American people and said said things like, "This was the largest inauguration crowd in the history of the United States." Period. That's Sean Spicer. Then he's on Dancing with the Stars like an idiot, like a big melon looking like a douchebag. That's how, oh, it's isn't it funny? Isn't fascism funny? Isn't it funny to lie to the American people like that? And he knew he was lying. It's not like he went out there and was like, oops, I'm sorry, I had the wrong, I had it wrong. He They don't care. That's the Republican Party. And I don't want to hear Joe Biden saying, I'm going to reach across the aisle to these douchebags. Oh, don't worry. Joe Biden told his donors, nothing will change. Donors. That's the other thing. Why do you need, what is this shit with the donors? We should not have a country. If we're a functioning democracy, we shouldn't have something called the donor class. We should all be in it together. You know how Republicans are always talking about skin in the game. We got to all have skin in the game. Well, if all things are equal, we all have skin in the game. But they don't really want skin in the game. They only talk about it when they want you to what? Not have health care or pay you know, through the nose for your chemotherapy or whatever the hell. These sons of bitches. I'm looking for this article with that Joe Biden. I don't care. I'm I'm off the I'm off the reservation. Oh well, that's a bad that's a bad saying now, right? Off the reservation. Trying to keep up with the times, and not sound like a douchebag. But because Joe Biden recently said, oh here it is. He he praised Republicans. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Democratic frontrunner Joe Biden is seeking unexpected allies for his presidential bid, praising really good rivals on the other side. Really good, in quotes. So that came out of his mouth. There's an awful lot of really good Republicans out there. Really? Can we have one? Show me one. Really good? Who's really good? The entire Republican Party is covering the ass of a traitor who's using the mechanisms of his office to deal and wheel for his own benefit. But that's, to Republicans, that's okay because that's what they do. 
I've been saying this forever. Republicans are not in government for altruism. They're there to grease the wheels of power for themselves and their friends. So when Trump's on the phone saying, I want you to do me a favor, he's using taxpayer money. What does he care? He's always used taxpayer money. He's never paid his taxes. He, and if he has, it's, it's, it's kicking and screaming. He's paid as little as he can. He's come up with loopholes and, and fake invoices to avoid paying taxes because why should he pay the price of admission for a civilized society? It's his world. We just live in it. And Republicans are happy to comply. That's how much they hate this country. And all of their dupes who continue to go along with it, guess what? Don't worry, guys. Normal people, the normal people watching the feed, don't worry. History will revile them even more than we do now, than the normal majority does now. That's what we are. I call, I'm trying to make this, that moniker, have some legs. The, not for you, you've heard of the moral majority. We're, we're the normal majority. Because really, the, the majority of people in this country are the normal majority. They, they receive fewer votes. That's the bottom line. So regardless, there's more of us than there are of them, and that's why they need to rig and gerrymander and voter suppress and, and divide and conquer because they don't like democracy. And as we see, look at what's happening. If they liked democracy in any sense of the word, they would be jumping on the bandwagon. They would have impeached this asshole on day one. And first of all, they wouldn't have made him his, their standard bearer. Th that's one thing you can say about the Democratic Party. You know for a fact, Twitler would never be the Democratic Party standard bearer. He would never, it would, would be a joke. So, yeah, okay. There's a lot, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans out there, the former vice president told Massachusetts, told a Massachusetts fundraiser. Of course he did. I, what, what else is he doing? He can't hold rallies. He's not, he couldn't fill a, a, gymnasium, a gymnasium, much less a stadium. And, but that, 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 that's indicative. I know it sounds a little like Trump. Look at all my stadiums I can fill. But that's the, it's indicative of him ha generating passion. You need your base to get out and vote. And not only do you need the base, you need the base. The, the, ba the base are the people that motivate their friends to vote, their family and everyone around them. So it's really important that you activate the base. Every election, in my opinion, is a base election. The, the base is engaged, involved. The base has skin in the game. So for Joe Biden to stand there and say, uh, I'm not going to make my case, you know, well, what makes me or anybody want to get out of bed that day and vote for him? Get out of, go out of their way. Because the Republicans ensure that election day is on a work day, so people have to make concessions. Who knows? They might be online a very long time, thanks to the Republicans, the way that they, they undermine and understaff the, the election centers. And, and, you know, it's all part of the, the voter suppression tactic. So you're not, it's not in and out. You might be there a while.
So, let's see, where is it? I Okay, here we go. There's an awful lot of really good Republicans out there, he said Saturday at a Massachusetts fundraiser. I get in trouble for saying that with Democrats, but the truth of the matter is every time we ever got in trouble with our administration, remember who got sent up to Capitol Hill to fix it? Well, he's talking about himself. Because they know I respect the other team. A team? They're a cabal. They're of fascists. They are not a team. They're parasites. They're termites chewing away at the foundations of the system that we were entrusted to pass on to our uh, the our children intact. Oh, God. They're decent people. <laughs> what? The, what? This, I mean, delusion. It's delusional. It's really. They're decent people. They might be decent when you're no- hobnobbing with them in the corporate, uh, not the corporate, in the, in the ivory tower, in the cocktail parties with your billionaire friends. Let's make no mistake, Joe Biden's donors, quote unquote, these are donors that donated to John Boner and Paul Ryan. They're the same people that are throwing parties for Biden. So let's not be fooled here. There is a rot in the system, and I, I know other, other normal people that, are, that, that believe that the Democratic Party is ir- irredeemable. I'm not one of them. I believe we should take it over from the inside, and I think that's what we will do. We will. Joe Biden is old. I mean, that's just the way it is. The up-and-coming generations aren't—they don't share his worldview— and they understand the issues that we face, including money and politics. Unbelievable. They're decent people while they're covering the ass of a con man. Let's, let's play some decent people here. Well, these are the people, I mean, think about it. They're, these are the people who are okay with babies in cages, ripping babies away from their parents and uh, that are shutting the door when migrants are escaping violence and tyranny coming to the so-called land of the free and the so-called home of the brave they're they're okay with throwing tear gas at people and then stripping them from their babies from the arms of their mothers saying to the mothers i'm just taking this baby for a bath or a shower can you believe that? That's unbelievable, but that's what happens. That's what's happening. When they're okay, when the, these are the people that are fine with the fact that the, the, those who are taking, so-called taking care of uh, or, or overseeing the migrants detained at the border, and they say, oh, I'm hungry, they throw frozen dinners at them. Or young women are bleeding through their maxi pads because they're not, they're not giving them any sanitary items. Disgusting. So it's like, how will history remember something like that? It, it all depends on how it shakes out, frankly. When we look at Neville Chamberlain, after he came back with uh, appeasing Hitler... We, at the time, it seemed like a victory, right? Oh, look at me I, I, as he waved the paper in the air. Now, in the light of history, it's, they, we look back and we're like, what are you, stupid? 
How you you can't deal with a snake. It all it seems, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. But how are we going to look at this? How, Joe Biden, they're decent people, really. As Trump is protecting, uh, as they're protecting Trump now. That now, wait, hold on. I just want to play some of these Joe Biden's. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Republicans, some of these decent people defending Trump. This case rises to impeachment. This is a president of the United States that had a conversation with a leader in another country. I want to congratulate the Democrats on the rollout of their latest information warfare operation against the president and their extraordinary ability to once again enlist the mainstream media in the. There's your decent people going after what the media protecting the ass of their of their con man their treasonous con man who received fewer votes they know what he did he's a traitor he's he's self-dealing using taxpayer money as he always has his entire life and they're up there making up stories for him spreading lies spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories keeping that alive just confusing the American people instead of having loyalty to their country. These are the decent people Joe Biden wants to work with. And now when, how is he going to work with them? How do you work with people who don't believe in truth and America? They don't believe in this country enough to get up and defend her from their con man because they're, they're covering their own asses. Campaign. It was a nothing burger for me, the phone call with the president. And a nothing burger. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of that statement. The, the Republicans in there, nothing burgers. How many nothing burgers have there been? Everything's a nothing burger with Republicans. Let me see. Nothing burger. Nothing. I, re, I know that this entire two years of, of Trump, I've heard nothing burger so many times. I want to vomit a fucking something burger. Nothing burger. Really, it's a nothing burger to say to a a, a president, yeah, nice aid package you got here. Do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor, though. Yeah, we got this aid package here, but I want you to do me a favor, though. I want you to dig up dirt on my political rival. And when the intelligence officers listening to the to this this self-dealing treasonous asshole hear it, they protect the self-dealing treasonous asshole by by putting by by abusing the mechanisms of government and putting it putting this call rather than we the people finding out about it. They can't have that. They put it in a classified secret server where that that's reserved for things like the. Normandy invasion. That's how, that's Republicans in a nutshell. Because that's why they get into government. To use the mechanisms of government to advance their own agenda and then cover their ass. The uh, Ukrainian president, as to the allegations in the complaint, it's clear to me that it's a narrative being created from secondhand sources. So that was a, a little montage put together by the MSNBC. So that was good. Yeah, uh, let's see. Giuliani called Ukraine a nothing burger. How many times we got to hear this nothing burger shit? 
I remember Donald Trump Jr. talking about nothing burgers. Let's see. Nothing burger. This is going to be the age of the nothing burger. Everything is a nothing burger with Trump. It's always, how has this happened? He must be the, the, either the most unlucky little victim on earth, this Twitler. The, the luckiest unlucky grifter I've ever seen because it's always a nothing burger. Somebody's always out to get him, but it's, it's never his fault. He's just trying to make America great. Don't you understand? By ripping babies from their parents, by shutting the border to brown people, by stealing money from military to make a, a boondoggle border wall. He's just trying to do it for us. But what else has he done? Oh, well, his family, his crime family is fanning out all over the globe, cutting deals, right? When he's on the phone with Mohammed bin Bonesaw, covering the ass of a brutal dictator who presides over a literal handmade tale, who lured an, an American resident into an embassy and dismembered him alive, that's one of the phone calls that got put into the Secret Server. Now, I wonder what's in there. You think it's, hey, you are a brutal dictator, and I, I can't have that. This is America. I'm the president of America. God damn it. <laughs> we believe in democracy. Trump has never, it's not that he doesn't believe in democracy. He, he is a weakling. He's an idiot. It takes strength to be a, be a leader in a functioning democracy. It takes, it also, you know, it takes intellectual curiosity. It takes a true love of country. If you understood, if you really loved your country, you would understood how it functions. You would know the checks and balances. You would know the basic functioning of the government you pretend to uh, want to serve. You know, when you love something, you invest your energy in it. You learn about it. You want to you want to know everything of, there is to know about it so you can protect it and cultivate it because you love it so much. Not Trump, though. He only wants to know how he can benefit. If he really cared, if that crime family really gave a shit about this country, they would do all they can to eliminate even the appearance of impropriety, and they would stop their self-dealing. They would stop going all over the globe making deals, whatever fucking deals. Nobody wants to deal with them. No, nobody wanted to deal with them before. The reason they're dealing with them now is because they know how corrupt they are. The only reason, if when Trump was on the phone with the, with the Ukrainian president, oh, I want to get to the bottom of corruption, because he wants his peace. It's not that he wanted to root it out. He wants, how can I get in on this corruption? Now we had to hear for how long, uh, how Hillary's private server, she was unfit to lead, to be the president, because she had a private server. Now we have a private server that is filled with treason. It's nonstop treason. It's unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. Of course, we believed that this was happening. But when, when he was elected, despite receiving fewer votes, we knew it was going to be bad. And, and, but the fact is, to have a Democratic Party to, in denial about it, longing for the late, great John McCain, who gave us, who, who made this possible, who helped make it possible by elevating Sarah Palin to the national stage, being that craven 
and self and and that you know if you really love this country would you and you had the opportunity you were running for president would you put in an absolute imbecile in a position of power to potentially be the president of the united states if you really love this country that's the thing with these Republicans. When I was watching them question the uh, the acting IG who was covering Trump's ass, they're talking about, "Oh, you're a you're a veteran. You're I don't know what he was. I think he was in the Navy uh, for how many years?" As if those who wore the uniform can do no wrong. That's a fascist fallacy. They, that's all that the Republicans had. They had to keep going back to, you're a patriot. You're, you wore the uniform, unlike our you know, so-called president. But um, as if, if you ever wore the uniform, you could never do anything wrong. You could never be a sycophant of a, of a serial bankrupt who received fewer votes. Unbelievable. <clears throat> it's not unbelievable. It's very believable. All right, I see the time. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I need to make some tea. My name is Tara Devlin. We're going to take a break. This time, I don't have... Uh, we have a... We have... It's about eight minutes. So it'll be the... It'll be labor history. And then we have Laura Flanders. Usually I have the Green News Report. But they haven't made a Green News Report in a couple of weeks since September 12th. So I thought... We should use something a little bit more fresh. So I made a um, made a break with Laura Flanders, and then then we'll have another labor history. So it'll be about eight minutes, and there you go. So in the meantime, you can become a patron at Patreon.com/slash Tara Devlin. That really helps. And if you can't be a patron, there's other ways you can help the show. I see we we have a lot of people watching tonight in all different channels, and I appreciate that. So there's many ways to help. You could share the show with your friends. You can give us a good review on iTunes. There's a, if you ever this is I had an idea. I was thinking of Howard Stern. If you ever go on another talk show, another liberal talk show, you could say, "Have you heard of Tara Buster?" That's a good way to get maybe get some crossover. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Let me take a break, and I will be there. Be back in about eight minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you soon. Hold on. I'm just trying to... I should have had that prepared better. Get your coffee and tea, and meet me back here in about eight minutes. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1919. That was the day that began the Elaine Massacre. The massacre took place in Arkansas. 
where more than 100 black farmers and sharecroppers were gunned down for daring to organize their labor. The year before, a black farmer by the name of Robert L. Hill had founded the Progressive Farmers and Household Union of America. Union members pooled their money to purchase land. They also hired a lawyer to sue planters who did not give black tenant cotton farmers their fair share of the profits. The group grew in membership in the Arkansas Delta region, including near the town of Elaine in Phillips County. But white landowners would not allow this challenge to their power. Armed white militias came to a church where the union was holding a meeting. The black attendees were also armed. Gunfire broke out. In response, white posses and federal troops unleashed a wave of terror across Phillips County. Hundreds of black residents were arrested. At least 100 black Arkansans were killed. Some estimates of those murdered is considerably higher. Five white people also died. 122 black men and women were charged with murder. 12 were given the death sentence. No white vigilante, however, was ever charged. The convicted African Americans appealed their cases. One appeal for six of the defendants went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, where it was overturned in a landmark ruling. The year of 1919 was one of the deadliest years of violence against African Americans in U.S. history. Civil rights activist James Weldon Johnson called those bloody months the Red Summer. 26 race riots left thousands of African African Americans homeless and hundreds dead from Chicago to Washington, D.C. to Omaha. Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch every week on Free Speech TV, Link TV, YouTube, or if you're in New York, CUNY TV. Prefer to listen? Subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.org. I end every week with a commentary. I call it the F word. Here's this week's. 20 years after Turtles and Teamsters teamed up to battle the WTO in Seattle, labor strikes and climate strikes are coinciding everywhere but in the media. And that's dangerous. If history is any guide, any minute now some two-bit pundit or shameless president will pit workers against environmentalists, and that would distract us all from the real problem the rich and the greedy, and a value system that only cares about profits. Last Friday, as four million young people marched in the world's capitals for action on climate, countless more were on the picket line supporting auto workers who are out on strike. Both sets of strikers have guts and smarts and a righteous sense of urgency, but the latters had a fraction of the coverage, so let's be clear, they're all on the same side, the side of a future that we can actually inhabit. Almost 50,000 workers went on strike at General Motors September 16th after management and UAW union negotiators failed to agree on a new contract. GM has bounced back from a recession thanks to a taxpayer bailout, government tax breaks and contracts, and a brutal restructuring of the workforce. Now, even though the company's made $35 billion in the last few years' profit, they want concessions and yet more plant closures and layoffs. This strike, the union's first in more than a decade, is about a contract, wages, and health care, and the exploitation of temps. But it's also about communities. When wages are driven into the floor and the tax base shrivels or factories close, everything from the local school to the local fire department and the water system take a hit. The health and wealth of the place and its people are sucked out to make far-off CEOs and shareholders rich, and it's not good for the people or the place. Working people all across this divided nation have seen it, and that's what's drawing them to round-the-clock picket lines in places like Flint and Detroit and Toledo and Buffalo 
in Canton, as well as Wentzville, Missouri, Bowling Green, Kentucky, and Arlington, Texas. Sure, there could be ways, and there are union plans, to transfer those closed plants to green production, light rail, electric batteries, buses, you name it. My personal favorite would transfer the plants to worker ownership. But the big point is, those places are dear to those residents, even if they're of no consequence to the big money's media. Know a union worker, or better yet, be one, and you've seen the toddlers on the line and the kids carrying signs, the same sort of signs with the same sort of messages you'll see all Climate Week. We want a future, a future we can live in, in a society that values people and the planet, now and coming up. Call it climate protection or community protection. It's the same struggle, the same fight. And don't let anyone tell you different. For The Laura Flanders Show, I'm Laura. You can find all our programming and find out about our plans for this coming election year at lauraflanders.org and join our community of supporters at patreon.com forward slash the LF Show. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the LF Show. And thanks. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1921. That was the day the Battle of Blair Mountain raged in Logan County, West Virginia. Members of the United Mine Workers of America were attempting to organize the minefields in the southern part of the state. The efforts to bring workers to Union was met with violent resistance. The miners armed themselves and marched south. As many as 10,000 miners joined the march. They met armed company men at Blair Mountain. In the battle that ensued, one million rounds were fired. The mine owners even hired private planes to drop bombs on Union miners. The U.S. Army intervened and the battle ended. Despite not being successful in their march, the bloody battle brought national attention to the violence in the coal fields. But that was not the last battle for Blair Mountain. In 2011, there was a proposal to bring mountaintop removal mining to Blair Mountain. This type of mining blasts off large chunks of a mountain surface to get at the coal seams below. Protesters stood against the proposal. They argued it would be environmentally devastating to the area. They also argued that it would blast away one of the most important sites of labor history in the nation. Some coal miners took exception to the protests. In a CNN documentary on the conflict, one union miner said, quote, Mountaintop removal is what built this house, sends that little girl to school, provides insurance for my wife. But another miner joined in the protest against removal. He told CNN that miners had been, quote, brainwashed to think, oh, I can't have a job unless it's a mountaintop removal job. In 2014, the state prohibited surface mining at Blair Mountain. For now, but that is subject to change. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at laborhistoryin2. Hello, thanks for hanging out everybody and welcome back. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we're rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices. Anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, 
and give the show a good review on iTunes. Somebody asked, where where is this? Somebody here. On Banterboard on the chat asked, where do I give a review? If I for those of us who don't have iTunes, where else can we leave a review? I'm all Google and Android. I don't know. I thought that you can I, I thought that Android had iTunes as well. Am I wrong? I guess I am. How do you listen to the show? On a podcast. Is there an Android only podcast network? This is why I need a producer or something to do this stuff. It's hard to keep up. So I'm not sure, to tell you the truth, but you can share the show with your friends. You can, like I said, if you call into another liberal talk show, you should, you should call up and say, if you, you know, if you are so inclined, say, you, have you ever heard of Tara Devlin? I love Tara Buster. That'll get the word out. That'll help. We we can baba booey this shit. You know what I mean? And also, okay, what's the other thing? Oh, buy some merch. You can buy. There's a merchandising store. There are these shirts. Christmas is coming. We have some very unique gifts you can give for the normal person in your life. Christmas and the holidays, not just Christmas. The holidays are coming. What am I talking about? The gift-giving season. Saturnalia is coming. I celebrate Saturnalia, personally. I like to keep... I'm an originalist. You know how how Republicans are... uh, They're originalists when it comes to the Constitution. I love that. That whole originalist... These Repub- This is why we have to get rid of Republicans of legally and peacefully through the electoral process. Originalist. Who the hell is an originalist? I, I, let's, we can only do something that was done in 1799. It's ridiculous, originalist. But it's, a, it's an excuse to do nothing. That's what they're talking about. It's a way of wrapping their bullshit around some ideology they like to wrap their bullshit in the veneer of legitimacy by giving giving it names like originalism or the what else the laffer curve that's a complete bullshit thing that they talk about how uh certain certain and by certain they mean black people brown people are not as smart as them if they were so smart, though, why are they Republican? That's what all. Uh, why are they originalists? It's like I'm an originalist. I only shit in a diaper. I'm an I'm an originalist. I never evolved out of because it's not that I can't use the toilet. I'm an originalist. I like pooping in a diaper, like I did when I was born. I'm an originalist. The Founding Fathers were not originalists. That's the other thing that is so sickening with the Republicans. Of course they weren't originalists. If they were originalists, they would be loyalists. If they were originalists, they would have never rebelled against the crown. So to say, I'm an originalist like the Founders, I only believe and say and do what the Founders wrote and said and did in the Constitution of their day, give me a break. They understood how things would evolve. I'm an originalist. It's another high, high-minded high wrapping of the same old conservative 
bullshit. Same old conservative desire to roll back the clock. That's what they're talking about. And it's not that they want to roll it back. Really, what they want is power. They want it for themselves. They're originalists when it comes to themselves. Meaning, I am original. I'm the, I want to be at the top of the heap like it was. Let's bring it back. The good old days, like Trump is talking about the, when they talk about the good old days, they're talking about the white, the good old days of being white. When you could say the N-word, the, the average Joe Republican, I mean, you could still say it, but that you didn't have some liberal bitch calling you a, a name, you know, you could feel, you felt free to just say the N-word. And if you wanted to kick the ass of some F-word, you know, that's, what, that's just what an originalist did. The originalists in the revolution were called loyalists. That's, those were the, the originalists. They were the enemies of the founders. It's like, a, a, like an intelligent design. They wrap their, their, their fiction, their myth, in the ideology, in the, not the ideology, they wrap their bullshit ideology in the veneer of legitimacy by giving it a name like intelligent design, as if that's on the same par as science, as evolution, as real th- shit, as real things. No, I don't believe in something real. I believe in a gigantic man on a cloud who who makes everything like a little tinker make, like a little uh, clockmaker. There's a giant man. And of course it's a man, too. I don't know why. Why a giant man, why why a giant being needs a, a penis? Does it have a Y chromosome? Why would it need a penis? What, does it need to relieve itself somewhere? Maybe in the South, I would imagine. Probably Tennessee. Probably in Mitch McConnell's district, no doubt. That's what's so weird. Why is a why why does a giant being need have to look just like us? That's how tiny the Republicans are too. These fake Christian assholes. They their God, their so-called God, is a, a, just a giant version of their own asshole selves. He's a tiny, petty little creep like them, except he's gigantic. And knows everything and sits on a cloud, but he's just as big a douchebag as the rest of them. He doesn't teach them anything. He doesn't make them better people. He makes them worse people. He gives their their hate a a cover. He's a he's a shield for their hate. Speaking of, actually, here's an article from RDT Daily written by Daryl Lucas, the Trumpkin prophet. Well, the, the title is Trumpkin Prophet, God's Perspective Says Trump Will Be Exonerated. Because this is where we live now. It's always, the, these people have never changed from the, from the time we crawled out of the primordial ooze. We've been dealing with these assholes, telling us about how, what God wants. The, the, the most ungodly people have such a hotline to this giant cloud spook. It's it's bizarre. So let me read it. Uh, On Tuesday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced the launch of a formal impeachment inquiry against Donald Trump. Pelosi had been reluctant to support impeachment for some time. Blah, blah, blah. We know. Despite he's giving us the background. 
Pelosi was unsparing in her criticism of Trump, saying that he broke the law by refusing to allow Director of National Intelligence to turn over a whistleblower complaint about Trump's conversation with the Ukrainian counterpart Zelensky, Volodymyr Zelensky. Additionally, she said, blah, blah, blah. We know this background. Okay. Predictably, the right howled with outrage. How dare that San Francisco liberal witch give in to the squad and allow a direct attack on their dear one and 63 million people who voted for him. That's, that's their other stance. They want to overturn a legitimate election. How legitimate was it when you had a foreign power interfering, when you're, when you're up there literally begging for an autocrat to do your bidding and get you in the White House? That's not legitimate. And you receive fewer votes that you're illegitimate if there's if you are the definition of illegitimate that's the republican party they don't care who whether they're they legitimately won an election fair and square no way they want power so they can suppress the everyone else normal people so they can suppress progress decency democracy that's what they're about Life on an inhabitable planet. That's what they're suppressing. Everything decent. That, and this is why the Republicans are, need to be removed from power. And they can't be bargained with. Like Joe Biden wants to play nice with the snakes. Because we need, we need to recognize what we're up against. They are actively destroying democracy, decency, and an inhabitable planet. Dignity on we can go on and on with these words, but you know what I'm saying. There it's you can't reason with that. They need to be stopped. You can't you what are you gonna compromise with them? You're gonna reach across the aisle and say, We'll give you uh you know, you can only suppress this ma- amount of the vote. Yeah, oh, we could you could spew your your poisonous shit into half of the streams and and rivers and make the planet uninhabitable only ha- only half uninhabitable what are you what are you playing nice with these people they're out to de- to destroy us and they are they're doing a pretty goddamn good job of it right now because of this denial what the hell we're in such denial not me not you them joe biden oh there's decent people there's some decent republicans really let give me one they all voted to funnel more money into the arms of the rich. They all voted for a for a tax-cheating con man who received fewer votes. They voted for somebody who, who fakes invoices so he could avoid paying taxes and then use those invoices to justify ra- raising rents on low-income tenants. That's a scumbag. That's the definition of a scumbag. But at least, as I say, scumbags have a utilitarian purpose. There is no purpose for a Trump. You know, you need a scumbag because where are you going to put your scum? But what does a Trump do? It does nothing but take. It doesn't ever give back. It's a, it's a, it's a succubus. Sucks the energy, the life, the dignity, the decency, the democracy right out of the room. So from the perspective of this veteran 
religious religious right watcher this came as some of us all right let me get back into this. this is the article i'm trying to read this now and i'm not doing a good job okay predictably the right howled with outrage how dare the san francisco liberal i already read this but one element of the right was notably noticeably silent for a time from the perspective of this veteran religious right watcher this came as something of a surprise after all for the better part of three years the nation's so-called moral guardians have instilled to all who will listen that the opposition to trump is a de- is demonically driven however for a few days most of the religious rights heavy hitters were rather conspicuous in their silence a notable exception was franklin graham just 24 hours after oh well just 24 hours before pelosi pulled the pin graham felt the need to wail in so many words leave trump alone you know like that like that britney leave britney alone the with the makeup spewing down his face i wish this is franklin graham's tweet i wish president donald j trump's enemies would give him a rest for two years all that the american people heard was collusion not true even though that is true they just think as my just repeated and repeated until the dumb bastards say it in their sleep then accusation after accusation seems to come out of the woodwork by various women yeah that's been going on for years but not that you care because jesus doesn't seem to care he'll grab you right by the pussies apparently when will it ever oh wait <laughs> then we'll then we heard then all we heard was impeachment, impeachment. Now it's a whistleblower claim. When will it ever end? When it when it ends, when we get rid of the Trump crime family and every idiot on either side of the aisle that enabled it. The president was elected to do a job. No, he wasn't elected. He received fewer votes. Let's pray for him. Yeah, I pray that he steps off this mortal coil eventually while I'm there to laugh about it. I know that's not nice, but, I mean, we will be dancing in the streets. You know that. Oh, the tolerant liberals. No, no, we don't tolerate the fascism destroying this country. It's not about that. We're, we, uh, we, we love this country. No, not more. I mean, we don't love the, it's, what's, what's the, what am I trying to say? So it's like, we love this country. But that doesn't mean we have to participate in the bullshit rituals that prop up, that, that give legitimacy to a completely illegitimate con man clown that is wiping his ass with everything that is good about this country. Let's pray for him that God will give him wisdom and me- to make the right decisions for the American people and do his job well. Bull- bullshit, that would be the first that's a first time. I guess there's a first time for everything. It's like what that other guy on the on CNBC saying, "Thank Donald Trump for the weekend." These people are these are the they're they're really fucked up. And you have to imagine as a, as we say, what would they do if this were Obama? And I wondered, actually I I grabbed a couple of videos of uh <laughs> here's a, a a comedian what's his name uh obama impersonator reggie brown doing 
it was on Bill Maher's show and a couple of other shows. But here's this just taking Trump's words right out of his mouth. And here it is. Where the heck is it? God damn it. Here we go. I, I have a very, very great balance sheet. So great uh, that when I did the old post office on Pennsylvania Avenue, the United States government, be, because of my balance sheet, which, which they actually know very well, uh, chose me to do the old post office. Between the White House and Congress, they chose me. What do you hope for the future of the nation? Well, I have two beautiful daughters. and In fact, if they weren't my daughters, I might be dating them. Uh, I'm inspired by uh, goofy Senator Elizabeth Warren, who, uh, who I call Pocahontas. Heidi Klum, let me be clear. She's no longer a 10. Mr. President, do you have any regrets? Yeah, well, I should say that Robert Pattinson never should have taken Kristen Stewart back. She cheated on him like a dog, and she'd do it again. He can do so much better. Teachers give our children courage. There's a 10-year-old girl here. I'll be dating her in 10 years. But teachers... Does violence in our cities concern you? You know it does. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and start shooting folks. And I would not lose any voters. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beyond belief. If that were Obama, forget about it. The, you know what the Republicans would have impeached him in the first week. Where's there's a here's another one here. I, this is that's from no that was from a different show. It wasn't from Bill Maher, but it, it, there there was another one I grabbed. Let's see. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, here's another one. This is from the same show. Wait. Your legacy will be. Uh, well, first, uh, let me say uh, that Rosie O'Donnell is disgusting. Take a look at her. <laughs> She's a slob. She's got that just fat, ugly face. I watched our police and our firemen at the World Trade Center on 7-Eleven. We have a huge obligation to recognize that I have uh, the best words. They're unbelievable. Big league. Yep. Could you imagine? Oh, here's another one. Why do I have to repent or ask for forgiveness if I'm not making mistakes? <laughs> when I drink my little wine and have my little cracker, I guess that's a form of asking for forgiveness. We have a lot of killers. Wait, this is the one where think he defends Putin, which is unbelievable. Really. Uh, there are a lot of killers. <laughs> we have a lot of killers. You think our country is so innocent? Could you imagine? Well, let's get, let's get Poppy Champlin in on this conversation. Poppy's been on tour. Hold on. Let's see. Poppy? Yes? Oh, goody. You can hear me. I'm happy to oh, hear that. Great. Everybody on the hey, phone. Poppy Champlin. Wow. Amazing comedian. I, can't believe it. I know. It's been forever. Poppy, you've been it on really tour. Is. Tell me about it. What? I haven't. You know what? I, I'm, I'm well, Texas. I was in Texas. Oh, you know? man. And uh, <laughs> when, when, you, when you say Texas, you got to say it like you're spitting something out. You know that? <laughs> well, you kind of anyway. would be, right? I, I probably would be like, no, no. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, you know. It, it was it was it was fine. You know what I mean. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't come across any rednecks or anything like that because it's the queer queens of comedy. Right. So we're basically right. just get the queers and they're well, all they, for it. And they, they must be happy to to uh, you know to have you come there and and speak 
and not speak and do your comedy show yeah. because there we are yeah. everywhere. As much as I always say they should secede and all that, I always say that. But th- we know that uh, <laughs> there are normal people everywhere. It's uh, well, and you know, there's so many Latina people down there. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, you know, it, it was well in in San Antonio, especially a really large Latin population, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Texas used to be a Mexican territory. Oh yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, you know, right. But where else Before were you? Were, was it just we were you? Were you just in Texas? But you were all over, though, right? You were. Well, it was Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, uh, Austin, and then back to Dallas again. Oh, that's so great! It was it was three 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 cities in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know I'm going to be there October seventh, and I'm being part of the. Um, it's called Pride on Parade, and oh, it's cool. a whole. We're going to be. Uh, recording a lgbt album oh nice uh, at uh yeah the comedy seller oh that's go awesome Pandora and Sirius and, yeah so oh that's great fun. so when you finish we'll definitely promote it here and everyone everybody on the feed is saying poppy poppy and they're all yelling your name yeah. so. <laughs> oh nice so that's good poppy yeah and they're saying paradu <laughs> says poppy likes her latina so yes we know that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so welcome back. So <laughs> no, have you been great. have you been paying attention to what's going on in the in oh, the world? Hell, yeah. I couldn't believe how happy I was I the other know. day when I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And then to see him go, "This, this is what I'm getting." In I know, right? Like, all the other shit we couldn't nail him. On. Isn't that amazing? Like, this is the one thing. Yeah, he's right. shocked that this is the one yes. that's going to get him. <laughs> which go, which is such a tell, because you know that he's done so much worse, and he he can't exactly. believe it himself. <laughs> he's so, yeah, he's such I a douchebag. I love it. He's like this. This is the one. my my perfect <laughs> phone call because he's he doesn't realize it. That's the whole thing. I don't think that he realizes that he's a traitor. I think he that's just who he is. He's a con man. He's a wannabe gangster. He's not even a gangster. Oh yeah. He's just a wannabe yeah. gangster. He's just a greedy the little just don't even want him. Right. No, that's what I mean. Like he's a he would be a right. joke. They would have he would they would have Fredoed his ass already, you know, if he was a gangster. That would <laughs> it would have been over. <laughs> right. It's true. And he so, wants to be a yeah, gangster. Yeah, you're right. Yes, cuz he's a he's a liability. There's no way that he would survive in any legitimate crime right. family. <laughs> Much right. less be the because boss. He's leaving his evidence all over the place. He's leaving <laughs> exactly. evidence everywhere. He can't know? help it. if He can't keep quiet, that's for sure. And he's also, right. he talks about snitches get stitches, basically. I mean, that's what he's, that's really, uh, soon will be, that's what he's going to be talking about. Because he's all about like, oh, the whistleblower needs to be, executed yeah. and all this uh, he's basically saying stitches oh, get yeah. snitch. I mean, snitches get stitches but the he <laughs> he cannot help himself either that's the thing he would blow the whistle on anybody to save his own ass he already threw mike pence under the bus i don't know if you saw that i love it he was he I said did you see that because he said hey yeah. you think my phone call you you heard my phone call. Yeah. You should hear Mike Pence's phone call. <laughs> what a bastard! 
and I but they it's crazy and Giuliani wow yeah he threw them yeah he threw them both under the bus that's great and they were, awesome. I love that they're it's all awesome. infighting too <laughs> the other thing is the uh, yeah. the Fox News is losing its mind because they don't know how to report this because how long are they going to keep right. the ruse up. Now, Shep Smith is the right. only one that's actually saying that has on he had on uh, what's his name, Napolitano, who was saying, yeah, Trump committed a crime and this is impeachable. Yeah, so yeah. the rest of Fox News right. was losing their mind. So they don't even know how to report it. Tucker Carlson is coming. They're like, there's no crime. I mean, eventually <laughs> that's going to be that's just not going to wash. The The truth is going to catch. And, yeah. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is that. The this is what I I don't know the Democrats are getting on my nerves and uh, as we know but the this why is <laughs> why do they have to go so fast this is the other thing with the with impeachment they're like we're going to be done by the by New Year with we, we're why does it have to be so fast I don't well, understand probably because probably because he's such a Houdini. He's going to escape it somehow. Mm. But this one, they seem to have him tied up tight, so they got to do it quick before he escapes. Escapes. I hope he he's escapes. A, he escapes. Escapes to a desert he's island a, or something. He's a Teflon. Yeah. He's Teflon, man. Nothing or comes up with, him. maybe, like, because this is the thing. I think that they need to, so first of all, okay, let me get formulate my thought, because they already... We've we've heard for months and months all of these crimes that that Trump is committing emoluments bribes, um what else? Oh yeah, uh, just humanitarian crimes. They they stealing from one um you know from the military to fund a boondoggle border. Oh war. yeah, like all kinds of there's on and on. Uh, even his attacks on the press, I think, are impeached. I don't know legally, but. It should be because he's attacking the very foundations of what of democracy. When you're attacking the press and right. calling it fake news, and he's he's de- delegitimizing right. the everything uh, that this country right. that needs to continue to be a free country. So, but I don't I so I don't understand why they're so. What I think is that okay. So already the. They're saying that the polls are indicating that more and more people are favoring impeachment. That's what that's going to happen. Yeah. The more it's like what happened with Nixon, even though that was before my time. But what I understand about it is that they it, it wasn't popular in the beginning. And then no. when people saw the crimes, when it was all laid out every single right. day on TV and it was must see TV, people would watch it all mm-hmm. day then there was no denying it. And I believe that right. that's what, why wouldn't the Democrats do that too? Let it roll. They have well, they're six. Gonna, they're going to get the, they're going to get the whistleblower to come forward. And once we see the whistleblower and hear what, what I believe the whistleblower is a she, don't you? Mm. Well, somebody, I mean, what's his name? About it. Um, Adam Schiff actually slipped up and said she maybe he was just trying to be oh. inclusive i don't know uh-huh or or but elusive I would think that it's a she i'm thinking a woman is gonna finally do that and yes. probably a lesbian it's I gonna finally so. be like fuck this guy let's get him i got enough shit on him let's do it now 
the secret server. Yeah. The, 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 you know, do me the favor. I mean, it just seems oh, like it's I enough. Know. And she's had enough, right? She's been watching and waiting, and now it's time. Right, right, right. Well, that's part of why... I think so, I think so. Yeah, totally. And they, uh, part of why people resigned, too, from the White House there, apparently... This all came out, some of the insiders in the White House. I can't remember now. I'm, I shouldn't have brought it up because I can't remember exactly what happened. But somebody came in and they were like, you, they told a woman, I can, and I can't remember her name. Maybe somebody on the feed will help, that you need to resign. Like, I'm resigning. You have to resign, too, because we got to get the fuck out of here. This place is, is, full, right. is filled <laughs> right. with traitors. <laughs> they didn't say it yeah, like that. So but yeah, but uh, the rats are running the ship, and otherwise you're gonna have to be quiet, you know, and you're gonna have to, you know, uh, what is the word where you have to like sell your soul yeah, and know you, that you're selling it, you right? Know? You have to just go along. I mean, that's Scary. what it takes to be around. This is what's happening in right now. That's what's so fucking scary too. That. There's so many horrible people. It's all of the decent people have already left, and whoever's there yeah. uh, is just nothing but sycophants and assholes like Stephen Miller, the 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 worst human but, beings on the planet. Are yeah, in, but yeah. but this girl, but this lady was still there, and she's not an asshole because she's doing she, the right thing. Finally, you, you know? think is she so still maybe there? Maybe there's people in different places. Huh? Right. Well, a lot of so this is why the the whole Trump crime family goes after the deep state, so to speak. So these are is she a, you know all of these intelligence um, officers that are listening on the calls. Right. Are they? Right. Um, they are career. They're career in, yeah. officials. So they're not. They don't go with like, the with what, the. What? with the what campaign they, like, stenographers out in a truck outside do i don't know i don't, <laughs> I don't know, know, you know right i maybe like where do they hang out <laughs> who knows yeah. but that it's that's right? what's, what's so concerning is that it's not well i want to hear what else this is what the republicans are saying now they're like oh it never before have we had to release the transcript of a presidential call on uh, with another world leader bullshit just the uh, just in the beginning of Trump's so-called presidency, he was on the phone with Duterte, the the dictator of the Philippines, and said, "Wait, isn't that right?" Yeah. Isn't that right? And he where he congratulated him on handling his drug situation, which was extrajudicially executing people in the streets without trial. So they that was Damn. a yeah that was a transcript that was released from the beginning and. So that's even the, the uh, this is the Republicans lying to everybody's face because I saw um, Kevin McCarthy, who the, I, all these people, when I even say their names, Kevin McCarthy, uh, Jim Jordan, Devin Nunes, these horrible, pasty faced, white sycophants <laughs> that have no spine and would anybody would any parent in this country say i want you to grow up and be like devin nunez or i want you to mm, you know mm. be like jim jordan you know what i mean they're, they're horrible people mm. but kevin mccarthy yeah. the 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 republican house minority leader the, he that's one of he was up there saying never before 
has a president have to release the transcript of a call? And I mean, does this fucking guy know we all have Google? Uh, We've been watching this. He, of course, we've heard these. We've seen the transcripts of other calls that he, you know, Uh Trump had no, I mean, it's like, what? That's why um, everything is. Why why wouldn't you? But why would you continue? They, They just lie. Lie constantly. And it's, you can't keep up with it so of course he just says that never before has a president had to release a transcript and no that we've we see these transcripts all the time so what the hell is he talking about and that's why this country is so fucked up because there's no truth anymore the currency of truth is completely devalued right like the, the the average person sitting here like I had to switch over to Fox the other mm, day to see oh what no. the hell they were talking. Right. To, yeah, I did. I wanted to see what they were saying about what was going on because what I was missing in MSNBC because that's all right, I watched right. and CNN is what what is the Biden son issue that right. they're so up in arms about, and I want to know so right. I can make my own decision. Yes. Well, well, what is it? Okay. Wait. Hold on. Something just went off on my computer um so okay so biden's son and it's not i mean honestly this is really what's wrong with the with uh everything in general i don't agree that they that you know it is really kind of you know the elite using their influence you know that's why they hired biden's son to he was on the board of this energy company that uh, that was in that's in ukraine right but he was getting like fifty thousand dollars a month or something so but they were investigating so there was nothing really wrong okay the what was wrong was in my you know quote unquote wrong in my opinion is that it's 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 unseemly and it's also that the this is how the elite roll it's it's like their world we live in it anyway but here's what happened Yeah, yeah the um biden's son Okay, when when Biden was vice president, they yeah. Ukraine is a fledgling democracy that's under attack by yeah. Putin, and Ukraine gave up its nuclear weapons to um, you know uh, in a treaty with not just the United States with uh, other with European powers with our allies in return for us pr- protecting it saying we will always come to your aid so anyway putin is a a democracy hating dictator and he wants to annex uh ukraine and so he's he's attacked ukraine annex meaning meaning invade taken over crimea exactly yeah so means he wants to take it over, like hitler did with poland and and uh austria and so he as if Oh, this right, belongs like, up here. So, this belongs so, to Russia. So that's yeah, like yeah. He, he owns he, he owns a Kentucky place and, and on the <laughs> on the boardwalk right. he owns three greens and he he owns two greens and he wants that third. Green that's one. right, exactly because he also doesn't okay. want another democracy that's under NATO protection right next door. So, Oh, right. Because there'd be NATO weapons in his backyard. Yeah. And he's, he wants, that's why he loves Trump 
because he 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 knows Trump is a useful idiot who is doing the best that he can to dismantle the NATO alliance. So anyway, but um, so what happened now? Biden's son. Okay, so this this prosecutor was corrupt. That's the whole thing. In so there's a lot of corruption. Who's the prosecutor. I don't remember his name. He's the, the Ukrainian prosecutor who was standing in the way. That's the whole thing. This is how the Republicans are they're they're confusing their dumbass followers. So they're every they have every okay, cuz okay. every day is opposite day in Republican bizarro world. So the world, oh. not just the United States, but this was during Obama's presidency. The world said get rid of this prosecutor because he's not prosecuting corruption. So this is a fledgling democracy and they want to root out the corruption of the old regime. And so the, but this guy, this prosecutor wasn't, was dragging his feet and not prosecuting the corruption. Okay. So they said we will at the time. Like William Barr. Like William Barr. Yes, Exactly. That's what it was. So they got rid. So they. There was a William Barr over there. Okay. That's that's it. And they. It wasn't about um, get rid of this prosecutor because he's investigating my son's uh, business or the the fact that my son's on this board. And so they they got they got rid of that prosecutor and the board of of uh, Hunter Biden's the energy company that Hunter Biden had a, a board seat on that it was investigated. So it, it, and they apparently found no corruption. Who the hell knows? I don't, you know what I mean? That everything was up on the up and up. Huh. But the fact is that that's the, it wasn't, it was actually Joe Biden's removing that prosecutor that made the company vulnerable to an investigation. Do you know what I mean? So the the yeah yeah the yeah. prosecutor wasn't investigating the corruption he was just that's what they do they it's a pocket veto that's what he was doing so until they got rid of this guy the nato allies weren't going to give the 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 money or whatever they give the aid and that's why joe biden boasted about it at a, whatever he was doing some he had a, some speech. Oh, he was being yeah. interviewed. They were saying, "Oh, he boasted yeah, about it. Yeah, he I boasted heard. about it because he she, he was proud of getting rid of the 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 Bill Barr of the Ukraine of Ukraine." So, right, and that's what's right. so fucked up about Republicans because, like any lie, like the big lie, just like Goebbels instructed them, that has to have a grain of truth. So you can easily manipulate the story to yeah. fix yeah. the facts around what you're trying to say. Right. And it's so, right. it's completely twisted. The it wasn't oh we let's get rid of this prosecutor because he's prosecuting the corruption. It was get rid of the prosecutor because he's not prosecuting corruption. And it wasn't just the consensus of the United States. It was the consensus of the the uh allies of the of the european community as well so that's why they are complete fascist liars and they're confusing their their easily led base to think that oh it's such corrupt and and if it really if twitler really gave a shit about corruption then why was it only joe biden that he was interested in finding out about you know or hunter biden yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> right. oh, this one 
institution, this one energy company is the most corrupt. Get the hell out like, That's the only, like, uh, suddenly, Twitler, in between, because he's, there he is making America great. All of the hardest working presidents, so he tells us, is on the phone rooting out corruption, too, which is such bullshit. <laughs> the president doesn't do that. We have, what is he, a, what is he, a spy? Is he, I mean, it's like some, yeah, some yeah, 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 stupid yeah. novel. Like, oh, send, and then he sends Rudy Giuliani, who, it's very, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of iffy whether Rudy Giuliani e- even has security clearance. You know what I mean? Oh, he, I know. So what does he do? It's oh, I got if, the... Re- if, 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 it's iffy if Rudy Giuliani even <laughs> has all of his marbles yes. together. <laughs> he, 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 he seems to be a bit of a whack job. Right. And, uh, I mean, it's that's why all of these people... Ha- when I look at them and I watch, I watch all the, these Republicans, I'm thinking... How do you think you're making America great with all of the worst people the on on earth? They're, they it's like a melting pot of morons and and greedy sycophants. It's disgusting. So You don't think any of them think they're doing the right thing like Pompeo or Muchin? Does Muchin what Muchin? Muchin is that that let me see Manu- the <laughs> the Muchin Muchin He's the the Minuch? No, not the Nuch. Minuchin. He was. <laughs> no, I know. He was in charge of Goldman Sachs. And he's now a he's scumbag. Minuchin's like, a fucking scumbag huh? too. He's a scumbag too. Him and his wife going he, to pose with the money. I mean, they're horrible people. Minuchin. Let me see. Uh, mortgage. Uh, he was somebody that was. What did he do? Uh, let me see. Another like profiteer. He, he, he was Pompeo. Yeah, no, they're yeah, just they're horrible people. Sure. They're horrible, horrible human beings. <laughs> they really are. They're not. They're wow. They're wow. awful. Let's see. Fre- uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin uh, yeah. details plans for Fre- Fannie and Freddie. Where is this? This is from. Oh, this is this month. Let me see. Let me see. Mnuchin. Oh, maybe he maybe he drew up the plans to to bail out everybody. Yeah, he was. I'm trying to remember the exact um, bank. It was some bank. They get- Oh, yeah. No, it was Goldman Sachs. Yeah, but, but I mean, it was like some corruption, some greedy centered corruption. Let's see. Tra- Trump's nominee for Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, ran from 2009 to 2015, repeatedly broke California's foreclosure laws during that period, according to previously undisclosed 2003 memo from Trump prosecutors and the state attorney's office. The memo obtained by The Intercept, yes, alleges that One West rushed delinquent homeowners out of their homes by violating notice and waiting period statutes, statutes, illegally backdated key documents, and effectively gamed foreclosure auctions. In the memo, the leaders of the... Yeah, I mean, they're just scumbags. It's like he's perfect for the Trump crime family. Wow. That's what they do. They're horrible human oh beings. God. They go after people that can't fight back. It's the same thing with uh, with what's right, his face, right. um, Kushner. That's how he made his money too. Well, one of the things. I mean, the oh, whole Kushner Gary? family. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For, uh, they they're like slumlords. So Kushner's family. They're they're also just disgusting human beings. Uh, you know that Kushner's father went to jail for. 
because his his father was um oh he yeah. was trying he was trying to bribe uh now i'm trying to remember um some like some new jersey official and he went to jail for i think election tampering or something like that and his sister was going to testify against him and so the so jared's dad sent a prostitute to to his uh, sister's um husband to seduce the sister's husband and get it on videotape so he can oh bribe God. the bribe and blackmail his sister into not testifying against him and that came out so he uh, ended up wow partly also going to jail for witness tampering I mean, they're just disgusting, Holy crap. loathsome people. Uh, that's their. That's and I them. guess that's what happens when you have so much money that you want to protect it, and you can buy. Yeah, well, people. if that's all you think, uh, that's all you are in this world. You're just a horrible person. If you have all this money, and the best you can do is just be a piece of shit. You know, like to your whole family. Yeah, yeah. Not doing. I mean, they're just vile people. What a vile human being. Yeah. And so, what Kushner oh. did was, let me see. I'm just looking it up. So, Kushner's family. So Kushner himself, who's a greedy little grifter too. Um. He, yeah. He. They bought up all these distressed properties. They don't go after the 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 well connected and the powerful they go after the pe- people who ha- can't fight back so he bought all these distressed yeah. properties he's a slumlord so now look uh some he of his yeah exactly and then he <laughs> he sicked his his lawyers on the 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 community that was under you know yeah. that that were renting from him so they and nickel and dine them out of different fines and things like that. Like somebody tried, to, she got out of her lease. She she broke her lease, but she got permission to do it. And the when yeah. the lawyers came in and they scoured through all the records. And this one woman, there was an article about it, like in in the New Yorker, I think this was a year or two ago. And this woman. Yeah. um she broke her lease, but she got permission, and she went on with her life, right? But she's not a rich person. Yeah. And then this this uh, Kushner's lawyers went through all the the leases and everything, and they said, "Oh, look at this lady; she broke her lease." And then they sent her a a fine to pay, and it was th- like a thousand dollars or something. And then they ordered her to go to court, but she couldn't go to court because she was a nurse, a home health aide, and so she missed the court date. And then yeah. she got fined. So they kept fining her more and more and uh, more. Yeah. And she couldn't fight oh, yeah. back. So it, it was all because, uh. and she couldn't hire a lawyer because she's a, a, you know, part of the working poor. And that's, that's who Kushner right. is. That's who he is. He, they, hey. they go after hey. people who can't fight back. They're well, horrible. And Trump does that too. Yes. Trump does that too. When he did, when he wants to fight, he just, you know, sues everybody yes. and then uh, throws more money at it than they can and then wins. Yep. That's right. That's right. They're, that's how. Or the, the time. Or the, exactly. Well, this is why yeah. I hate them because you would think if he's such a working class hero, there, there would have been at least one example in the, the entire 
lifetime of the of all of them. They're they're just monsters. So anyway, it's eight. It's after yeah. eight o'clock. So we're gonna have to wrap up. Okay. Thank you for okay. for hanging out, Poppy. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Yeah. And hopefully, are you still on tour? Or what's going on? No, I'm home now and uh, just teaching my class in P Town. I got Women's Week uh, October 11 to 19. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll we'll we'll yeah. talk to you more often now that you're settling back in. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe come to the show. All at, right. Uh, the Comedy Cellar on the seventh. Oh, in New York. Yeah, October. Oh, yeah, cool. October yeah, 7th. yeah. Of course, of course. Cool. All right, all right, guys. Listen, my name is Tara Dan. Right. That's Poppy Champlin. I'll I'll just hang up with your pop, and then I'll just wrap it up. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Right, you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, guys. We got a break now. Break for, you know, until we until we meet again. My name is Tara Devon. Please become a patron. As I always say, we stick together. We win. I can't do this without you. And here's Tara Jr. Jr. Mwah. Keep it lit. Was... <laughs> why do I want to say keep it lit? <laughs> because I love Mike Malloy? That's probably why. All right, guys. I'll see you hopefully during the week. I'll do a weekday special. But if not, I will talk to you as soon as possible. Become a patron.